Can you hear me? Oh, oh my gosh. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Well, that is the first goal that has been covered then. We have established connection, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are back. We are back with what's going on? What time is it, big boy? Oh, you know. Oh, you know. You know. It's that um, the thing we call um, what's it called again? I can't remember. You're gonna have to remind me. Oh, stop. it's that um. Uh... <laughs> oh, the lady! <laughs> have a big boy. Ooh, with the big boy, Professor X, because he keeps it real. Very real. So real that you don't need no symptom. <laughs> it's so it's so real at times you we almost need an M rating for mature. <laughs> so what's going on, man? How you been? Uh, we're having two days off of work. <laughs> oh, you had two full days off of hell? Yeah, that's, that's different. It's weird. Goes back to what we talked about way back in the day. You get used to a routine, and when that routine gets interrupted, it's like, ah, what well, what do I do with myself? Yeah, I just stayed. I hung out for Paris and took care of some stuff, and that's about it. So, you know. Well, well. I uh, I got tomorrow off, so I get two days, well, day and a half. Well, I, had to work, I had to work half a shift earlier, but that was all good. Well, on Saturday? Oh, no, I worked a full shift Saturday. I worked a half a shift today. Oh, shoot. So, you got Take a day off since they won't be paying you know double time. Are you well, working for? Why are you working for double time? Yeah, I, I did, but it was one of those things where it was like, uh, "Yeah, I'll absolutely approve your time." I'm like, "Oh, of course you will." And, you know, it's a Monday, and you don't want to want me to go into the two week pay period. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, don't don't want that 13 day stretch paycheck because then you got to fork over more money than you want. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I digress. I got off in enough time to still get back and uh, watch the Super Bowl. And, you know, got up with enough time before I went in today to make sure that the uh, internet connection that I had here at the house was uh, fully reestablished. Our uh, our cord got got chewed through by a by a squirrel. And uh, got with all the snow and everything, had some weathering damage to it, and they had to come out early this morning and replace the the cord, rechange the entire cord that was running to the running to the house. So that was that was fun, you know. Especially when I'm not uh, waiting on it or or banking on it. Phone to uh, 
call technical support. And I opened my door standing in my boxers to smoke a cigarette because, you know, I'm awake and oh, there's the internet guy standing right there looking at me in my boxers. That was fun. I mean, I put my coat on. Well, you know, you know, still it wasn't like, it wasn't like my guy. Was well, that's good. You know, don't want to scare nobody. No, I didn't want to, but also I didn't want to, I didn't want him to point and laugh at the fact, you know, as cold as it is outside, you know, I've got an any where there's supposed to be an Audi. <laughs> yeah, those days, but man, I tell you, I tell you, they can freaking make you feel bad. Look, it has been so cold lately. My nuts have retreated into my ass crack. And I feel like a drug dealer having to squat and cough to get those things to come back out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man. Man, it's so cold outside. I seen geese on the frozen lake tap dancing. <laughs> now, see, that's the thing you see. That's the thing you didn't catch then. It wasn't geese on the lake tap dancing. They, those were penguins. You're just not used to seeing penguins. <laughs> I was penguin those penguins that can actually fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was those penguins from Madagascar that made their way from Madagascar all the way here. <laughs> Just smile wave. Just smile wave. Cute and cuddly, boys. Cute and cuddly. Oh, my team wasn't wasn't too bad at the bad in the Super Bowl. It was a very defensive game. Notice that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, most of my parents saw me watch it. Had some chili, had some uh, seven layer salad, mm, 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 seven croquettes. Ooh. And, uh, oh, my yeah. God. And watched the game, and, you know, and you got, you got the foodie in me just jumping for joy when you said salmon croquettes. Man. I'm like that, that was okay. that with some hot sauce on it. Oh Lord, man! Oh, I'm about to get I'm about to get out of my bed right now, and after this podcast, go get some more. Shoot, inside right chicken. Shoot, I have to take an early commercial break just so I can relieve myself with all that good talk. Mm. <laughs> oh, guess what? What's up? Hey, you got a new sponsor, you know? Hmm. I was online earlier briefly and I thought I saw something, but who is this? Uh, who's this new sponsor we got? Oh, it's called Terry Jersey Fits. The clothing design company. You know, brought to you, yeah, brought to you by Terry Jersey Enterprise. Jersey photography, Terra Jersey fits, and Terra Jersey Enterprises now, man. We're moving up. Moving on up. Moving on up. Man, yo, what about that halftime show? Man, I felt like I was a kid again. Bro, I was getting ready to get to that. Like, I'm telling you right now, I straight up. Straight up felt like uh dude from Malibu's most wanted. Like I was that young thug again for a minute. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was getting damn, damn. 
I was there getting was Snoop Dogg was up there. I was I was trying to do the sea walk, but it ended up being the Boris walk. <laughs> I was trying to do a sea walk, but it turned into an old man waddle. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I felt good though. Oh, I felt good, man. I was I was I was jumping in my spirit and everything like that. Like I I was like, yeah, this is good. Um about the only th- about the only part of that podcast or podcast, about the only part of that halftime show I was disappointed with was uh, Kendrick Lamar, man. Like he didn't really do that much. I also thought that was kind of I also thought it was kind of crazy that uh, Eminem yeah. only got to do one song. Yeah, a lot of people were online talking about that. How uh, the Eminem only did one song, and they're talking about how I mean, but I'm gonna say Kendrick Lamar was like one of the best ones up there. But uh, I see a funny post on there. It's free car guys out there. They say when regular people see it, they show the whole whole, whole halftime show. But car guys see the guy on the on set on top of the car, right? <laughs> Man, what? You know what kind of disappointed me though? Hmm. They didn't have none of the cars on the hydraulics. Like you know, you would think that'd be that's like a West Coast thing. Like yeah, other cars around hydraulics and stuff. Yeah, they had a few yeah, riders, but they they didn't they didn't if it had hydraulics they didn't mess with it or anything like that. Yeah. I will say this though, um, I really enjoyed that that setup though. Yeah, because like usually in Super Bowls past and everything like that, it's just this giant flat out stage that's beat out, and you know it's like you're gonna go through all this and you're gonna cycle all these songs and you're gonna do all these songs. Like I I like the fact that their stage was like. Literally, the buildings. You know, it was cool. For being a, an older lady, Mary J still got going on. Boy, still be looking good. Oh dear God! Uh, I looked at I, <laughs> I looked at my buddy tonight during the halftime show, and I was like, you know what? I was like, she could absolutely crush my head with those thighs. Dear God, <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> you know, oh man, I tell you one it's thing though, I like. Mary J still does it for me, man. Mary J still does I it for me. So, I know. I'm like, did it crunk before that? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, girl. You know, a lot of people are saying like, Fifty Cent turned to a dollar and a half with, <laughs> with his part because back in the day he was like, kind of, he was all that big, and now he's like, well, I guess the power money's really working out, bro. I used to. <laughs> Hey, he was straight up one quarter pounder away from being bizarre in that video that <laughs> oh, <laughs> that they did. When I saw that before, I mean, um, like, um, D12, bizarre from D12 when they did that, and he did that that scene where he was being 50 in the song. I was just like, God. I was like, you are literally one quarter pounder away from being that dude. It's a good thing, you know. You still got those arms and shoulders that you do. Otherwise, they'd be like, crap, where you been? Man, I tell you, man, I like that way they did that. I wish they would have had, like, some older, some other cast, like, 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 Ella Cool J in there, or, like, have on, like, Warren G, no, Warren G, you know? But well, LL, LL didn't run that, didn't run with that West Coast crew, though. Like, if you notice who they had, for the for the show, it was literally like the crews that started it, then it was the proteges that followed, and then um, it was uh, 
you know, just Kendrick Lamar. He was like pretty much the only solid entity that stood out. Did you notice that? Because uh, you know, Snoop Dogg acquired Death Row Records. You know, he started, he had Death Row Records chain on. Right. And what was funny, what was funny about that? It showed a picture of Sugar Knight in jet uh, in, in the courtroom. Look like this is a look you get when you're watching the halftime show. <laughs> I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, one person posted. Man, I thought when uh, Dre broke into California Love that they were getting ready to bring Pac out. And I'm yeah. like, I don't really know how that would work unless they dug up his casket, you know. No, no, they did it. They did it show before, but they did his hologram. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, it looked just like, like he was there. Like literally, it was like it was just like like he was literally there. Like those, yeah, those holograms they they got they they were they, 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 this is this is an old one. Like you're looking up some uh, look up on YouTube and pop in like hologram, uh, Tupac holograms, and man, you don't think he was actually there. Even the Michael Jackson one they did that was in the hologram. It was just like that. It was it was good. Yeah. So I mean, but enough of the halftime show. It was epic as ever. Hold man. on, hold on. One more, one one more plug. I got to throw this out there about the show. Is it not still amazing to you that 30 years later, Snoop Dogg still sounds the exact same? Bro. Right. Live is what sounds he does. The exact the same. He still looks the same. Mm. I know mean, I want to really, you I want to really kind of change, like, and looks wise is, is, um, Eminem a little bit, and Dr. Dre, I think it's got, they've got, Bigger, but and them still kind of the same size. But Eminem actually looks like he's in his mid forties now. Right, like, that dude has not aged. But fucking Snoop Dogg kills me, bro. That mo that motherfucker's in his fifties, and like, I mean, other than the fact I know he was stoned off his mind, <laughs> it, it just it kills me. Like his his sound has never deviated. Like it's always sounded the exact same. I've seen him live a few times in my life, and I've listened to quite a few of his albums. And it's like I, I've never met another artist who sounds exactly like they sound on the album. Like it's crazy. You know, another thing that's crazy that's a fun as a factoid of the Apple show. They said that Mary J. Blige and Eminem. Combined is was celebrating twenty like twenty five months or twenty five months over. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, they had come from where they had come from and battled addiction, these things, and then uh, and then still managed to get to the. Uh, the places where they are now, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. It's kind of cool for them to throw out that uh, that uh, uh, testimonial, you know, so wow. to speak. That, that them giving their own little personal testimonial of their their struggles, and <clears throat> you know, it's not like 
if you didn't grow up in the era and you didn't know it and you, you didn't see him and you didn't follow him in music, you know, you don't know. But for those of us that did, you know, uh, the press was all over, you know, their quote unquote fall from grace, you know, wow. when, when M got into his addiction with, with pills and everything and, uh, and Mary Jane with her alcoholism, like they, like TMZ and things like that, man, they were just all over that crap. And of course, everybody, but everybody knows where our society wants to capitalize on our downfalls, not our successes. Right. But everybody knows where Dre and Snoop came from. Like the fact that Dre came from Compton and he is Dre and he said something in the, in the pregame interview. I was watching that because, you know, I just thought it was cool as shit. Um, he said something in the pregame interview where it was like, you know, if I see something that I want, if I see something that you have and I want it, I'm going to go out and go get it for myself. You know, if right. I see, yeah. I, I'm going to go get it because that's who I am. You're not going to hold me back. You're not going to keep me down. You're not going to stop me from doing my thing. If I see it and I want it, I'm going to go get it. And I was like, I was like, man, that's really powerful. Like it's really powerful to get to a, a point like that in your life where it's like, you know what? Man, it just don't matter. No, it just don't matter. It don't matter what what you think about me, what so and so thinks about me, what what uh what this that yeah, group that's, that, 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 that's a good point though. I mean um like I said, that's just that's just a, 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 a lesson in life, you know. Something you can't always expect the or it could be just be imitated, but then you ain't appreciate as much as he was you know. And that's why people mistake and stuff, you know, like I'm trying to earn everything I can about you know what I'm saying? Yes, I have a support system where if I need help, I, I have that which a lot of people don't have it, I'm blessed to have. But I don't want that to be something that I, I rely on, you know. Right. It's one thing to have a support system. Still with me? It's, huh? Can you hear me? I'm here. Can you hear me? That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today to make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise. plug for you and then you're like yeah and then there's this this fucker <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, let me redo that and we have 
Yes, sir. X rated. X rated. There you go. All right. I like that. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I uh, something happened at work the other day, and I didn't get a chance to see you and find you to let you know. But I thought, you know, I got a, I got a kick out of it. Uh, whenever it's when. What you yelling? What you yelling at me? No, 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 no. I, I don't get a kick out of that. That's just part of our relationship. You know, we, 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 uh, we love, we love each other as, as uh, people, but we clash a little bit as coworkers. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you got a perfect example of, uh, of hell, so, you know. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> no, we were at work the other day and, uh, and you had gotten on the intercom and you had made one of those <clears throat> radio voice boy live pages over the intercom. And uh, the uh, one of the people that was working on my line looked up at me and he was like, dude, I'm telling you right now, he's like, that dude should be in radio. He says with the way his voice sounds, he's like, it just sounds freaking awesome like that. And I was like, you know, I was like, well. I'm like, we kind of are on radio. I'm like, he kind of is in radio already, you know. Well, you know, you know what we need to do, though, right, man? We need to get, you know, some business cards, put the podcast, some uh, information off for people to scan it and go straight to it. I think if we do one of them business cards and put a QR code on it, yeah. that link yeah. directly to our website. Yeah, yeah, that, that that would be awesome, and that would also speak to the fact that we are keeping up with the modern times and the tech age and everything like that. Because I know you're a techie, and I'm kind of stone age, and you're kind of bringing me along into the tech era. Well, you know, I'm just I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying, you know, trying to build my empire. I uh, I got my first lesson from you in cryptocurrency the other day, so I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." I mean, I could give you some of that information. I could get you. I can get you right step in investing, man. Right. You're, you're sitting there talking about stuff like that, and to me, I'm just sitting here like crickets chirping in my head. I'm like, "Okay, Japanese algebra." You know, it's pretty much the same equivalency. But that's that's that's. That's the thing about oh, oh Jake, here it comes. Here's one of my here's one of my lectures. Oh, I hear a rant coming. Oh my goodness. It's just like a thing about when you meet somebody. Iron sharpens iron. When you have somebody that has that knows something that you can learn from, you capitalize on that because there's always an exchange, you know. I may know this, but you may, but you may know that. So it's kind of like a barter system of information. No one's really can take advantage of it. Actually, you're, getting, you're actually learning from each other. So yeah, it's kind of like a barter system, and they're like, "Man, you you know that what took this long?" So you kind of exchange information because knowledge is powerful, you know. Right. What is the 
what is the greatest way you can arm yourself in this day and age? Knowledge, right? I was watching a thing online, and it's one of the financial people. He said, if you're not figuring out, if you're not trying to figure out ways that you can do something to make, to not only make you money, but also uh, build your future, and all you're doing is just follow the same pattern everyone else is doing. You know, if you want to go out there and have a high-tech phone and and then for that, we need to make sure we need doing stuff for that phone they make for lunch. I mean, you some kind of passive income to where it's not just there just to, you know, be there. Yeah, yeah so I agree. Um, you know, that's a that's a really good point. Um, before we uh, before we got cut before we got cut off by the by the commercial break earlier, um, I was in the middle of saying something, and you were starting to respond to it. So I'm going to repeat it again. That way, you can get that response in because I think it was going to be pretty pretty awesome. Um, right. We was talking about you know how uh, you know the big. Uh, Snoop Dogg, how he, uh, how he's just one of those people. He just sounds the same on an audio as he does live, and uh, it's like thirty years later, you know, uh, he still sounds the same. And God, out of everything I saw in the halftime show tonight, honestly, Snoop Dogg was my favorite. Like he, he was just on it again from the get go. The outfit he had on, that setup, and the way he was just owning that stage once again you know you could look across the stage when when dre was on the opposite side of the stage with him and you could just see dre looking at him and smiling going man this 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 mf are still got it you know this uh this mf are still got it he has still got this stuff strong and uh and it was just man it was it, it was a privilege to watch it was it was fun to watch Definitely, uh, I'm not going to say it was the best ever like a lot of people have because I've seen, you know, 20, 25 Super Bowl performances in my lifetime. Um, but oh, man, that was absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I just enjoyed it. It was the best one they've had in the last several years. Right, and right. Uh, I was, I was happy. I was happy that I got home in enough time to see it and, uh, and witness it and, and be a part of it. Um, you know, I didn't have to look at it through YouTube or, or uh, look it up, look it up on ESPN or whatever. You know, I, I got to see it live myself and, and that was pretty awesome. Like I said, I, I just wish that, you know, that Eminem would have done another song because he just had so many good ones, you know. And if you look at the list, um, I didn't see 50 Cent's name on the headliners anywhere. Did you? No. No, nah, and he just dropped in from the ceiling. 
you know, and, and gave his little in the club rendition. And I'm like, well, if you're going to do that for 50, you know, <laughs> if you're going to do that for 50, you know, why in the world are you not uh, throwing out, you know, homage to uh, like uh, the surviving members of D12, you know, um, having a, what's a crap names. Oh, Lloyd Banks and, uh, and Young Buck joined 50, you know, a little G unit tribute or something like that, you know, because they all came from that same kind of protege line. Right. You know, Dre discovers M, M discovers 50, 50 brings G unit together. Lloyd Banks wasn't really well known, but, you know, Young Buck was, God, who, who was he? Cash Money. He was with Cash Money already at that point. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about us, um, let's sit here and voice our opinions on what they can do and what they should have done and this and that, but I think that's though, you know? I'd have been, I'd have been okay that's, if they brought in Rihanna. Huh? I'd have been okay if they brought in Rihanna and Em and Rihanna did their song together. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe the state maybe the stage wasn't big enough for the two of them. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, that's it. All in all, the Hong Kong show. Um Land West the Raiders, I give it an eight. I think that I think I think that's fair. I think that's a good solid ranking. That was that was definitely a solid eight eight and a half out of ten. All right. So I'm glad we could agree on that. But as the ranking on the Super Bowl as well, I'm about to go with the seven on that one because I wasn't. It was it was a good game defensively, but I just feel like the excitement wasn't there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I also that's something else we can agree on. Um, I was sitting there, you know, watching it, and I'm like, man, I'm like, this is, this got hyped up to be this this epic game, like it really got hyped up. You know, this was going to be was going to be something awesome. Although, don't get me wrong, I absolutely did enjoy the fact of seeing uh, uh, two number one overall draft picks who just happened to wear the exact same football jersey happened to be the exact same uh, position just on opposite sides of the field going head to head at each other. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm not so sure that both of those dudes ain't having surgery after this game because that that role that that uh, that play where Stafford got rolled up on by Reddy that's a three hundred forty. That's a three hundred forty-eight pound man that twisted that foot completely in a direction that it's not supposed to go. Stafford stayed in the game, and then. Uh, I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like um, Stafford was just trying to get away from the defense. You know, he wasn't like the best, but he's he's still. 
I'm glad to see Odell Beckham winning one. Although that really sucked. That really sucked because I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL again. Um, and he was and he was fixing to get a big ass contract with the way he's been playing in the last seven, eight games of the year. He was fixing to get his he was fixing to get his money again. Um, right. I'm I'm very sad for Odell in that front, but I'm also very happy that he finally got a ring. Um, I would have to disagree with you on the Eli Manning comparison to Matt Stafford, though, because Eli was with the New York Giants, and New York is a very prestigious um, football franchise, very football-oriented history. Like, these are known for defense, and uh, they've had some of the greatest defenses throughout the years and history of football, as opposed to the fact that freaking Matt Stafford for 12 years in Detroit. Matt Stafford had one good player that he ever played with his whole time in Detroit, and that was Megatron. I'm getting that. He's like one of those quarterbacks where, I mean, I'm just going to be real with you. I felt like watching the game was like watching the regular season game. Mm hmm. Um, because it just, it was, you didn't seem like your caliber high caliber playing, like, like how you see, like, watching Buccaneers or Green Bay or, or, uh, uh, up until you're, you're, you're exactly right. Up until the last two minutes, up until the last two minutes of that game, it was very much a regular season game. When uh, when Stafford, when Stafford and Cooper Cup on that drive, just the two of them, they literally went just the two of them, um, punching into the end zone to give the Rams the lead. And then uh, Aaron Donald and the defense stepped up and they made the stop that they needed to. Uh, I wish I they would get MVP to Aaron Donald. I'm telling you what, dude, I'm I'm not going to be surprised if Aaron Donald retires because he was talking about it. He said if he was talking about going out on top, he's only been in the league eight years. That dude still got a good five to six years of football left in him. Um, and it would be, I'm mad about that. Because no, I was I was able to get logged into my FanDuel account. I bet I bet twenty dollars on MVP because that would have been like seven hundred dollars. And when they gave the code, um, <laughs> you know why Cooper Cup got the MVP? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, he uh, he got it because of the regular season that he had. Right. Um, triple crown in receiving. And then he caps it all off with a Super Bowl victory. Literally. Right. He, he, you know, Stafford made the pass, but he made the catch. Like, and he caught two in this game. And the Bengals played a really good defensive scheme the entire game where they had him pretty much on lockdown the whole time. Um, right. And then conveniently got better for them whenever Odell went down with that injury because Odell caught the first touchdown pass. And Odell was looking like he was going to have a 150-yard game. Right, the way he right. was 
when he pulled up Gimp on that route, I honestly believe that Odell getting injured is the reason why that game was not more of a blowout. Um, although I will say this, um, you know, little shout out to uh, to two guys that I love watching. Um, I watch them religiously every day, watch them every night after I get home uh, from work. I always got to get my sports talk in, always got to get my, my radio shows in. Um, undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Um, I'm telling you right now, I, I got to give a shout out to that because uh, Shannon Sharp literally said that the score was going to be uh, 24 to 21. And it was 23-20. Like, you don't get uh-huh. much closer. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, and I just thought that, you know, it was uh, – I thought it was a very, very well-played game. I agree with you. It had a lot of regular season feel to it. It didn't feel like the Super Bowl. I literally felt like the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship games – between the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Niners and the and the Rams were the Super Bowl um, because it was it, those games were better than the Super Bowl was and I'm I'm not trying to you know take anything away from the Super Bowl um, I think uh, I, I think you're right though that was me taking that that long roundabout approach that I do to say hey you're right it was a regular season game until the last two minutes of the game, and then it turned into the Super Bowl. All right. Um, I hope and I pray that uh, that Aaron Donald doesn't retire, though, because it, it it's going to be real sad. It's going to be a real sad day for football that a guy retires again uh, this young in the middle of his prime. It's very it, – it's got very Barry Sanders um, written all over it again. And I just I I just enjoy defense so much. Um, don't get me wrong, I love a good touchdown pass. I love a high powered offense, but I've always been a defensive minded person. Basketball, baseball, football doesn't matter. Like if the defense is just that stout, like that's the team that I'm going to want to win. Just because I like watching that defense, you know. And I I think. Maybe not this year. They were probably better a couple of years ago. But I would say if you go back a couple of years ago, whenever they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, a little bit younger, I think maybe talent-wise they were a little bit better with the addition of Vaughn Miller on the defense. Um, but I think those Rams defense could, you know, be etched in as like maybe, you know, the number 10 defense of all time. Now, don't get me wrong, you're going to have people that are, you know, always going to debate this and they're always going to have their own opinion and this, that, and the other. But, um, you know, people are always going to say that the greatest defense of all time was the 2002 Ravens um, or the 1985 Chicago Bears um, or the 1989 San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, there's, there's just several cases that can be made for that. But I, I, I think that defense was was very stellar and I did enjoy watching the defensive battle and I watched and I did enjoy watching step up and make all the stops and everything that they did like they came to play today Cincinnati came to play. 
Right, it is. I mean, it's a good game. Like I said, it's just, it just feel like, the, I mean, yeah, the, the hype was there, which makes, I think what made the hype for that Super Bowl, this Super Bowl, was the halftime show. And mm-hmm. but also, too, it was also, it was good to it was hype, seeing knowing the fact that it's going to see Brady in the Super Bowl. You're not going to see uh, <laughs> Mahomes. And here are these two guys that are they're not count for other Brady and count for other Mahomes, but yes, something different. So I feel like it was it was a good I mean it was it was it was a good game for a regular for the regular people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I will say this though, something that I laughed at, and I looked at looked at my buddy at the end of the Super Bowl. And I pointed it out. I said, you know, I think it's kind of weird that uh, uh, Matt Stafford spent twelve years in Detroit. Um, his very first year, he comes to Los Angeles. You know, he helps take them to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. They don't even let the man talk on the podium. Like, he didn't get to say anything about the Super Bowl. It was literally the owner, and then it was Sean McVay, and then it was Cooper Cup because he won the MVP. They didn't even let Stafford or Aaron Donald talk after the game. And I was like, what the uh, – literally, I was like, what the hell? Because it's like, man, this this dude this dude has more than paid his, his, his dues. Like, how do you want to be a quarterback in Detroit? Go to a team, win a Super Bowl, and not even get a nod to say, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy that I finally got this. I'm so happy that I got into the market and, and with the squad that was going to protect me, that wanted me to win, that put me in the best position to win where I was able to be the best version of myself. Now, don't get me wrong. He was still Matt Stafford. He still threw, you know, 18 interceptions on the season. He threw one in the Super Bowl. But right. it's still – or no, wait, he threw two in the Super Bowl. You know, three touchdowns, two picks. Right. You know, I see a funny thing on there. It's so funny. He said, he said Eminem was, he said Detroit with the Super Bowl with Eminem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> Detroit hasn't done anything relevant in football outside of Barry Sanders since freaking Dickie Lane in the 50s. All right. They got rid of Dickie Lane, and Dickie Lane said Detroit will never win another championship because of the way that y'all did me. You know, you're looking at 58 years later after that man said that, 58 years later, Detroit is still irrelevant when it comes to football. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> but, like I said, <laughs> thank God Detroit has had the Pistons three times to win championships. Uh-huh. Now, it, it, it would have been crazy if, uh, I mean, I tell you, what, what's your pin on the stadium? Do what? 
What's your opinion on the stadium? On the stadium? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful. So, SoFi is one of the most technologically advanced stadiums in the league. It's a $5 billion facility. And good God, it's pretty. It's oh, yeah. it, 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 um, my, my buddy and I were watching it and looks over at me. It's like, you see all these celebrities here? And I said, yeah, I bet each one of them is in their own VIP suite. I'm like, yeah, there's a freaking hotel built into that stadium, dude. <laughs> like, how do you do this? <laughs> you know, hey, that's L.A. for you, though. That is. It's the motherfucking D O double G Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like I, said, I mean, like I said, it was good. Turning with the big boy live. Anyway, but anyway, anyway, we got back on that subject. Um, we're gonna pause real quick for a commercial break and a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to dive back into the uh, tech conversation that you started. And uh, we're going to go from there. All right. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Oh, delay. Oh, And we'll back to the show. Big Boy Live podcast. So a quick little recap for any of our listeners that are just now tuning in. We've uh, been talking the big game. We've been talking tech. We've been talking the halftime show. And now we're going to get back onto the tech topic. And we're going to let the big boy take off on that rant that he was ready for earlier. He kind of built it up and, and let me down. He went on a, a two-minute rant that I thought was going to be an eight-minute rant. At least. So what can tell us what's in your mind? What, what, the, what, the, what the technical aspect of things? What the... Uh... Yeah, that's what you was touching on, and you only got like two minutes and you stopped yourself. Well, refresh my memory because I'm old. Well, never mind. I'll buy, I'll buy you and I buy a real life moment in the middle of the podcast. And I caught myself. I'll call you one of them names I call you. Oh, man. No, you was just, uh, you was talking about tech and you was talking about um, uh, things that have been uh, going on. I actually was like, holy crap, he brought up a tech comment, us not talking. I was going to ask you, did you see that uh, Elon Musk yesterday went over the trillion-dollar mark? No, I did not see that. Yeah, him and him and uh, Bezos are trillionaires now. Man, that's crazy. Dude. Like, you know, that's like, he, you know, he, they got right now. I think I think I saw someone that they said they get single American like a like a like a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, and they'll still have billions of dollars left. Bro, there's seven billion people. 
seven billion people in the world. If the two of them together gave one billion dollars to every person on the planet, they would still be ten times more rich than everybody else. And oh look, poverty cured, world hunger's cured, everything. Now don't get me wrong. A lot of people who don't have that money and they have it, they'd run out and blow it and they'd run themselves back into the ground again real quick. But the gesture and everything is there. You know what I mean? You're going to have these seminars and you're going to preach about world peace and world preservation and all this stuff. And you've actually got the money to back it up and you still don't do it. That just goes back to, you know, human greed. Right. That's the one thing that's not taught. It's financial education. I mean, it's not taught. You're taught, like, I read the book, you No know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by Rich, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, or Kiyosaki, I can never pronounce his name right. But he, this, this, the system teaches you, system teaches you to not have no financial education. You know, that's the problem. The school systems are, don't teach you that stuff. I mean, some school systems are doing it now. That's why, like, athletes and, and stuff get all that money, and then they then they go broke after they retire because they don't have because they don't have enough financial education since, you know, and, or 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 just families in general, you know. I mean, so it all it all it all goes with the the, the mindset. I mean, that's what's that's. That's what the problem is. Like the world doesn't want you to be knowledgeable. The world wants you to be unknowledgeable, so they can just. No, we we want you. We want you to be a success, but we want you to be a success on our terms, so we can still control you. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what it boils down to. Um, but I know you're a big tech guy, so I'm going to ask you a question. Um, just you know, kind of educate the uh, the listeners a little bit. Um, what is uh, what is it that uh, Elon Musk is so well known for? What are some of the technical uh, technological developments and things that he is that he's brought to the world? Like I know oh. Bezos, I know Bezos' story in and out. Um, but I, you know, I've I've just learned about Elon Musk over the last couple of years. So, so for those of us who aren't as fully educated, can you tell us like? You know what we're looking at with this guy. Uh, he he's the one. He was the one that started the Tesla, a Tesla car company. You know, electric vehicles. He's one of the pioneers of EV vehicles. Um, and not only, not only that, with the EV, uh, he's doing so much stuff. Like now, he's making rockets. You know, making rockets, shooting in space for Skynet and satellite systems. And this, and now, <laughs> uh, you know. The, the 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 solar panel the solar panel system he he's working with that for the solar panel power and and now Tesla is is actually is gonna have a cell phone they're they're releasing their cell phone pretty soon that's gonna be ran off of Skynet the body satellite system space to the point where you can control your car with it and everything you can literally take your car you know, move your move your car you can literally drive your car. With your phone, and it's basically this the technology aspect of what he's doing is 
it's crazy. It, it, it's borderline. It's borderline scary. You know, it's very borderline kind of scary too because they're. I mean, he's doing some, some amazing things, but some of the stuff that he's doing, man, is kind of kind of sketchy. You know, right? But the thing about Elon Musk is. Getting, Nothing, you know. He was borrowing money here and there, and he just never gave up on it. And now look at him now, <laughs> right? Sometimes, sometimes the greatest success stories are the ones that had the most failures in them. Exactly. I mean, um, yeah. So okay. Um, well, that. Makes a lot of sense then why he's worth so much money. <laughs> so I mean, it's just, I mean, it's not like you got people out there mad at people that uh, are rich and famous and stuff, but eighty-two, I'm probably seventy percent of them were always like that. They had to grind and they had to do all this stuff to get to that point. If right. you actually people actually was to research these people and find out how they got to where they're at, then they then they don't understand that you know. Okay, Kenny Mad is guy for being way because he actually worked for it. Like you said, Jeff Bezos, he started off in his in his garage. Yep. <laughs> you know, look at him now. So, well, that's the problem. We sit there want to judge people at, at a current state. We don't take the time to get to know who they really are and where they come from and what they had to get to get there to where they you know are now everybody wants instant gratification instant instant success right and I think and I think that that touches on part of what we were talking about you know I made the I made the comment about how you know you have all this money and if you would just give a little bit of it to people you know, it would fix a lot of things, but however, you could have yeah. that money, but it's not going to change the nature of who yeah. you are as a person. You still, you still be, a, you still, it's like you're, you're just enabling. Right. Exactly. It's like, a, it's like a current government, you know, with the stimulus checks and all Like, yes, it was good to help out for for the time frame that was needed, but it ultimately hurts in the long run because nobody wants to do anything now. Well, can I just throw out something glaringly obvious from today's uh -oh. events and get your opinion on it? Sure. I want you to know and I want you to understand and I want you to realize what I observed today while watching the Super Bowl. I saw pretty much 70,000 people crammed into a stadium and very, very few, if any, masks are being worn. So if that's the case, around 70,000 people, we ain't got to worry about a mask mandate and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And what the hell? Can we not take them off at work and just be normal again? Bro, that is that is the 
the, that is the one thing that I've noticed for a long time. If you can go to a stadium, you go to a concert, be, you know, elbows to butt cracks to everybody, and not wear a mask, but as soon as you go on the airplane, you got the mask on. Like, it don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, we're making our kids wear masks in school, but it's okay for, like you said, you cram to a stadium. It's all, it's all about money. You know, it's all about where it showed a picture of somebody giving an interview and then doing all the social, uh, social distancing and stuff. As soon as someone took a picture of them, at, they're and all that stuff. Like, really? Yeah, man. Media is what's the problem? Well, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of times the media has a tendency to overhype or oversimplify a lot of things that are uh, going on. But I just, man, I don't know. It's just like, it's okay for 70,000 people to be crammed into a stadium with no mask. Um, but we're literally going to bitch and complain about the rest of the country who's working and people aren't wearing, <clears throat> people aren't wearing their masks and they're not doing this and that. And Oh, well, you have to have a mask to get on a plane. Well, you have to have a mask to get on a plane because you're in a lot more closed quarters and a lot more close proximity type of shit. And, uh, and while that makes sense to a degree, um, when you got 70,000 people in one building, don't sit there and tell me ain't one of them mugs showed up that didn't have COVID. No, I, mean, I got these I got these Super Bowl tickets six months ago. They ain't no way, no matter what happens, I'm missing the game. And you got people that are going there. It's about money. About money. Right. Exactly. It's about money because you tell people you have to wear a mask at a Super Bowl game or a football game. How much money that people at the stadium lose? Not right. So it's it's it's, it's in a lower it's a lower money scale than it is an airplane or or you know what I'm saying it's a lower money scale than what it is an airplane airplane or an national stadium. There's a lot of lot of expenses involved there. Man, the, the, the people working, the players, the, the concessions, the, the, the power grill. I mean, what's trade off there? I'm going to sit there and lose millions and millions of dollars, or I'm just going to say, hey, you're right, you know. Right, that's kind of what it feels like. It, it, it kind of feels like you're sitting down at a craps table. You're going to roll the dice and you're gambling with, you know, your life, your own security, your own well-being. It's kind of weird how that plays out at times. Mm-hmm. And don't it's get me wrong. I understand. 
Go ahead. It's, it's different. It's different when kind of like the tables are in your turn where you can make them where you can charge your own lines. It's like that. When there's money, a lot of money involved, but when it comes to using common sense, like common sense, oh, be easy, be easy. What you you be easy? You said that common sense phrase. We we know that uh, common sense isn't required in most places. Right. I mean, this. I mean, it's just how. Very uh, commonly used. It's and that's because you know it's hilarious. People preach so much about common sense and lack thereof, and this, that, and the other, and they complain about people that they think or feel do not have common sense. But if if we're so willing to just completely accept things for how they are and just be blindly led around by, you know, um, our governing officials who are telling us how we should and shouldn't live. It's one thing when you're doing it for the well-being of the population. It's another thing when you're doing it because you're trying to control the population. Right. Yeah. I mean, basically... I think a lot of that stuff, I think a lot of that stuff, you know, years later, like, don't get me wrong. I know COVID was real. I had COVID myself um, and it absolutely kicked my rear end. So, you know, I know it was absolutely real. Um, But it's like three years, two years, three years removed from COVID. And it's still one of the biggest topics in our society. You know, it's like, I'm not saying that it went away. I'm not saying that everybody is now immune to the virus because, oh, well, everybody needs to get this vaccine because it will protect you from the virus. And then all of a sudden you find out that uh, people who got the vaccine are still getting COVID because now there is a quote unquote new strand of the virus that has come out. Um, And this is uh, this is uh, COVID Delta, you know, the Delta strain. And it's like, well, what's different? Well, the thing is, man, is that they're people, they just find more and more. It's going to be good. And once people are getting over things and like, they're not scared no more, then they got to make something else up to try to scare people again. It just isn't going to amusement park. Go to a amusement park that's. Hundred years old, have the same kind of scares, you know what I'm saying? And be it was this, this like you no know, new people going in there, they want more thrill. So you got to keep on upgrading and upgrading and upgrading to get people those. Right. So basically, oh. what you're saying is, um, now that we all know Skynet to be real, that uh, Terminator Two. Judgment Day, which was made back in 1992, had it right all along. And one of these days, it's going to be the War of the Machines. That's what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. 
Metaverse, this first reality to promote now, where you have this life, virtual life. Remember that movie, the movie Gamer? They like literally, no one left their house. Yeah, you Ready down, Player One. Yeah, and all you did is sit there on your in your gaming chair and you lived your, your life as an actor, as a your, your your character. Yep. I just uh, I just kind of want to point out something as well to that little um, ounce of conspiracy that you just dropped upon us. Um, in that movie, Ready Player One, the uh, virtual connection that they were using, man, is it just me? That notice that it looks an awful lot like the Oculus. Hmm. Yeah. And now we have the uh, the Oculus Two, and all these other things, and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not wrong. It's cool. I mean, it's, I mean, it's oh, cool. Yeah. But. I'm not gonna sit there. That would be a way to life to where I don't want to leave my house. I'm just going to like, I mean, no. I, but it's like the movie, uh, the movie Demolition Man, or was it Demolition Man, or Judge? Oh, um, great, great movie, great movie, great plug, bro. Great plug. I said, it's just a matter of time. I mean, matter of time. All right. Well, we're going to step away again for a message from our sponsors. We'll be right back with the final thoughts on tonight's podcast with Keeping It Real with Big Boy Love. Right after these messages. That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening into the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today to make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise. What's going on, everybody? We're back to this podcast. We want to thank you all for taking time out of your day to tune in and listen to us and uh, just have a little bit of little bit of time in your life for the Big Boy Live podcast featuring the man, the myth, the legend, Professor X. And that boy, boy, we've had an amazing podcast tonight. Absolutely uh, a great one to pick up on, you know, after 
suffering technical difficulties as we have the last three weeks. You know, we've only been able to get one other podcast in. So we want to appreciate you guys for being patient with us. Um, you know, the uh, podcast website wasn't working or communicating with us for whatever reason. But uh, but we just want to throw a shout out to uh, all the listeners, um, the people who take time out of uh, out of their day to uh, join and become a part of our family and just, you know, just listen to two guys who are just keeping it real. You know, that's just the, the best we can do. And uh, with that being said, thank you. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Terra Jersey Studios, Terra Jersey Photography, Terra Jersey. What, 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 what is that? The new one? Big boy? Jersey fits. Clothing actually fits. So, so yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw our uh, closing thoughts out to my friend because he's got to go to work today. I don't. Ha ha. Um, you want to keep talking? You want to keep talking and keep going with this puzzle cast? We can, but. I just saw the time and I was thinking of you. So I'll throw this off to you and uh, you can either start a new topic or you can take us out. I appreciate that, Professor Ed. No, I just think that um, sometimes, you know, sometimes we need little reminders that, hey, sometimes good is to keep, keep it to the bases. You know, go back to the back in the day where it wasn't that bad. Hence, halftime show, you know, it took us back, you know, back when uh, hip-hop was actually really, it meant meant something. It it had a story. It had a a meaning to it. Just like how my life can be. Sometimes you got to take things back, you know, and and just recollect how things were in the past. Because sometimes you can take that and, and, and learn from it. You know, and there's also too. You gotta be ready to uh, ready to uh, evolve with the times. If not, you get left behind. And some can, uh, some can are perfectly fine with being a step behind. Some can't. But the ultimate thing is that you gotta make that choice. The choice is always gonna be yours, not someone else's. Jake. Yeah, I uh, I gotta agree with that. Um, tonight's uh, tonight's halftime show really resonated with anyone between the age of uh, forty five to thirty five. Um, it it was literally a throwback for the centuries. Um, obviously, you know the throwback being the fact that it took us back to the years to our formative years, um, mm-hmm. where we were. We were listening to music. We were trying to find and discover ourselves and who we who we were and who we wanted to be. And one of the things that uh, that that does not ever get enough credit is uh, is the fact how music can shape, change, mold your life. Um, A lot of the stuff that we've gone through, a lot of the stuff that we've been through, a lot of the quote unquote generational um, defining 
moments have been based off of a lot of the music that we've come from. Um, I don't want to sit here and go so far as to say that, you know, just because of a specific type or genre of music, you know, that's who you choose to be as a person or you're that influenced to the fact that, you know, it removes your own individual wants and efforts. What I'm saying is, is people oftentimes forget that music is one of those core things that just touches people in the very depths of their soul. Music is, I mean, if, 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 you know, I don't know how many of our, our viewers or um, listeners are, you know, religious. I mean, you can pick up a Bible and you can go back into the old Testament into biblical times and hear how David danced before the Lord. Um, Oh, David, David, Lord with his song of worship and praise. And it was the music that touched David's heart that night that got David to dance with all of his might in front of the Lord. Music is you know very that's what uh, that's what our church sermon was about today was about worshiping. And he, he was talking about David. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, in the Bible, um, during the story of David, that was one of, oh gosh, biblical scholars are going to kill me for this, but I believe that was only one of like three or four times that music was referenced. Um, I know about the uh, Old Testament and Joshua marching the Israelites around the walls of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down to the music and everything that they were doing. Um, and then David dancing before the Lord. But uh, I'm, I, I do apologize because after that, nothing jumps off the page. And I have read that thing cover to cover, you know, seven or eight times in my lifetime. Um, there's always references in Revelation. There's references to the sound of trumpets announcing mm. the uh, I mean, trumpets are a musical instrument. So that's one of the things that I use as a as a reference point for, you know, music being mentioned in the Bible. Um, but music has been a part of our heritage for as long as any of us can remember. And right. it was so it was so wonderful to have that throwback today. I'm not going to sit here and say that that was the greatest Super Bowl show that I've ever seen because it wasn't. Um, mm -hmm. What would I, what I will say is it was one, it was the one that I've seen in the last several years that has generation, gener oh my gosh, <clears throat> generation, Ali, I don't think that's a word, but I think you know what I'm getting at. It mm -hmm. was something that was able to link one generation to the new generation. It was something right. that was it was something that came out with Generation X, and it was something that the millennials got to share in with today with us Generation X people. And right. and it was a it was a um, a bridge building type of thing, a, a gap defining moment. And uh, I was I was happy to be a part of it. And I just want to encourage everybody, you know. Don't ever stray too far away from the music. Because no matter what you're going through in your life, there's always going to be that one song. 
there's always going to be that one artist. There's always going to be that one rift or beat that gets dropped. That's going to take you to the best version of yourself. So with that being said, I want to, uh, I want to thank big boy for the podcast this evening for uh, staying up late with his man X and, uh, and just allowing us to get out there and, and uh, spread the, spread the word again. If you're going through anything, if you're struggling, you know, reach out to both of us. If you've listened to the podcast, we have listed our information on here several times. You can get a hold of us anytime. You are not alone. Do not ever give up. Do not ever give in. Do not ever surrender. Reach out and we will help you get through it. Thank you for your time, sir. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. And in the words of uh, our man, Jerry Springer, former governor of Cincinnati, Ohio, take care of yourselves and each other. And yes, everybody have a great, great rest of your day to the big.